0: everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast on Cop Left. Uh, tonight we're going to take a, a little look back at the Manchester United-Liverpool tie, uh, which ended 1-1, and we're also going to take a bit of a look forward uh, to Cop. cup. Joining me to talk through these things, first up in Berlin, we have Neil Patterson. Chief, how are you? All well with you?
1: Yeah, dead on. Not doing too bad. Glad to be back
0: on and looking forward to getting into this. Indeed. And second up... In Belfast, John Henderson. Johnny, how's things with you all? Good, my man? Yes, not bad at all, Dave. Like Neil there, glad to be on. No, no it's Chief because we've got two neils. So ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, I really have, forgot. I have to refer to Chief tonight. So Sorry, def- Chief. No- <laughs> Can we no not chief? just call him that's Chief? Right. And- we'll go with Chief and Dev then. We'll, do that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've sort of botched that intro for you, uh, Neil. How are you? All well with you?
2: Yeah, I'm much less uh, ethnic than Dev sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Dev Patel or something over here. <laughs> come on with a big culture voice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, Neil, are you happy this evening, or what kind of a mood do we expect from you this evening? Are we are we somber? Or are we happy? Happy?
2: I'm not too bad. I think you've brought me on here as your backup, like, but I'm I'm okay for now. I'm not. If you had a gu- I back up to what <laughs> you know yourself like you did a pod last week and I just refused to come on because I just didn't want to be that fucking miserable <laughs> so I'm better than I was last week
0: why break the habit of a lifetime <laughs> right here let's get into it we'll start with the transfer window which is non-applicable to us so we'll pass over it and we'll go straight into um, <laughs> the game oh. <laughs> well honestly like what have we got to say about the transfer window? We are not going to do business. Quite clearly, it's it's the way it's going to be. Like seriously, as much as we need it, and as much as it may frustrate us, like I'll, I'll give you a shout out. I, I personally speaking, I just think that what we have at the minute, and you know, I know Dave Dunning's made a very good point, and, and I do I do see where he comes from that any any arrivals coming in would would may, may struggle to get up to speed and how much use they would be. And also the fact that you know anybody that we seem to be looking at doesn't seem to be for moving or the you know, players that would improve us I, I don't know guys have you any different thoughts on that John faraway I'd probably take Donlan's view on
3: that with Cla and that he's he, he seems to be very much around using a, a preseason to get people up to speed and have them at the level. I'm not saying I'm totally you know I'm, I'm totally cool with that um, I, I get where Clapp's coming from. He just doesn't seem to be if, if the player he wants isn't there. But and I know Neil's been on there and he's uh, about the hood, He's had that up on Twitter. And that's, you know, it, it is hard to escape the fact that there are some players out there that surely we could get that would improve our, our, our team and our squad. Um, and we could really do with them for the next three or four months. Jürgen seems to feel that he would rather wait till the summer. So I guess we're going to have to just wait and see in the next three or four months pan out before we know. But um, yeah, I, I can see both sides of the argument, to be honest, Dave. Sorry for sitting on the fence a bit.
0: Um, but but surely Klopp knows best.
3: <laughs> well I tend to <laughs> I, I, you I tend
1: know any that... kind of condescending way whatsoever. Yeah.
3: Yeah. well he well he sort of does Dave. He, he sort he sort of does. <laughs> sort of I, sort I, of does he sort of does. Um, listen he's you know, the the whole thing with, with where we're at at the minute, and we'll talk about it later on anyway, but I think to be where we're at at this point is we're in a good position. There's not many times we've had this many points after this many games. Look at 17 games.
0: John. That's the frustration that we are not looking like we want to invest to kick on. And I appreciate the targets may not be there, but we are we may not see this position again in a while. It's, it's a big opportunity to kick on, and that's my frustration.
3: Or conversely, maybe Klopp feels that this group of players have got us to that position. There's 17 games left, telling them at home. And he feels that with Mateep, Coutinho coming back, we're going to have Manny back in a couple of weeks. That we'll be, we're ready to push on. I don't know. I, I see both sides. And I could see how one or two really good sign-ins that's come into the team would make a difference. And I know that's, that's, that's Neil's view. I know Neil's been more vocal about the lack of activity. Haven't you, Neil?
2: <laughs> if they come out and they said look we don't want to spend any money or it's too expensive and just don't no, let's bullshit about oh there's nobody available in January there's people available in January if you want to spend the money and that's that's just the way football is like there's, the person is always available if you've got the money and we know that De hood is available and I also know for a fact that Paritas from Roma is available because they offered him to Fiorentina so he's available so I would just rather the club didn't beat around the bush all the time and say, Oh, well, there's nobody really there. Just come out and say, Oh, we don't want to spend that money in January. Well, fair enough. Well, now we know what it is, but don't lie and say there's no quality because there is. And as Dave says, he's right. It's the other like in 09 and 1314 where we were in good positions. We didn't go and we didn't buy anybody and we didn't kick on and then we didn't win the league. So then it ends
0: up we ran out of gas basically. Yeah, yeah it, it ends happened.
2: up being for naught anyway. It's like, so if we went and we spent 22 million or something on Dahood and we don't win the league well that's fine we still have Dahoud at the end of it and if we spend 22 million in Dahoud and it means that we do win the league then we won t- we got Dahoud and we won the league <laughs> do you know what I mean all over like measly millions if you well millions are a lot to us like but in terms of football it's nothing and we made six million in the summer it's not like the money's not there. The money is there, and
0: another another five million come in for Tiago Lloris, I think, as well. So you know, we're, yeah. not, we're 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 pretty much in the black.
2: It's a, yeah, and people are saying, oh, our summer wonder window was great and all that, but does it really look that great when now, when it comes to this time of year, we're suffering? Look, the performances have clearly declined, and it's because of the fact that people are out injured. Yes, I get that. People can't always keep up the same performance, etc, etc. But then that's when it comes down to squad depth. And if you look at the other teams around us, the other five teams, they have better squads than us. And that's why they've been getting better results in and around this time. And that's why, like the teams at the bottom of the half of the table, they they haven't been doing so well against those teams in the busy Christmas period because the bigger teams have better squads and they're steamrolling the lower teams. And we haven't really played the lower teams in that Group of games. We've been playing. We play Man City, and now we play Man United, and they've got better squads than us. And I know we beat City, but if you look at City against Everton yesterday, like one knows, maybe not even looking that great anymore. Yes, it's all about results and all that. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, but people have been going on about the depth for ages. And they keep going, "Oh, we've got depth. Look at the kids we've got." And then we went and we played Plymouth in the in the cup, and everyone went what are you angry for we, we we drew sure it was only the kids but then those those kids are the depth that everybody's been harping on about you can't have it both ways you can't say oh we do have squad depth oh but it was only the kids you know what I mean it's pick one we yeah. do have a depth I, mean, I, don't, don't.
1: I don't think we I don't think we have great depth I think we've got a you know a core of about 15 there 15 or 16 that you would call you know
2: I think absolute first, first team squad That's,
1: I, and then you, you you do have a few kids and some are you know, at, at different levels than others. But I, I take your point. Like, we probably could do with... Or could have done with one more. Probably probably another quick it comes, forward. Com- it comes
2: back I to mean, the, with, with the Sacco the, thing. Like, it's... it's. I've said it, and I've said it all the time. I don't care about Sacco personally. I don't care whether we keep him or whether we don't. But if you're going to get rid of your centre-back, replace your centre-back. Don't freeze him out for and be stubborn about it. Because it's not... There's three situations there. We could've frozen them out, we could have sold them, or we could've kept playing them. And we've clearly picked the wrong one. It's not helping him, yeah, it's I not mean, helping it, us. It's like
1: it, what's the point? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to have a have a player in your squad there that could be helping you that you you basically ideologically now opposed to using. Yeah, so I mean you need to get rid of him and you need you need to replace him. But I suppose, you know, if you have in your mind somebody or a couple of players who you have earmarked for the summer and you know, you know how it goes. There's a load of work being done behind the scenes and obviously contacts already made with, with players that are uh, gonna be that are targets and known targets for the summer. So I mean I suppose it's one of those things where if you can't get the player you want now and you know you can get or you're pretty pretty confident you're gonna get them in the summer, is there any point in signing a player that you're not gonna want then come the summer? Because you know, players don't come on, on six-month contracts and it's pretty hard to get a fucking a decent loan in or something like that that's going to be any use for six months or anything like that. So you're going to be signing a player for two seasons minimum, most likely three, if not longer. And you're stuck with a wage bill on that. And, you know, that's money coming out that you can't then use on your, on your chosen target, on your top targets. So, I mean, it's the whole kind of... Uh, it's the same as anything in life. I mean, do you... If you can't get exactly you know, the thing that you really, really want, do you have the discipline to sort of wait for it? And do you risk waiting for it and saving up for it, that kind of thing? Yeah, or a- do you, you know, do you spunk it on, on something that isn't quite as good, like isn't nearly as good and sort of make do?
2: I get that. But like, if we got somebody in who maybe Klopp doesn't want long-term and our, our business in the summer was good in the fact that it has given us that financial window that we probably could just go and get somebody, even if it was for six months, or whatever, short term, high wage, it doesn't matter. If that gets you into the Champions League and then gets, makes the process of getting your players in the summer that you really want even easier, surely that's a financial outlay that's worthwhile. You gotta, like, it's always been said, you gotta spend money to make money, you know what I mean? So, it's sure, surely if, if we went and we bought a player for 20 million or whatever, we're already 6 million in the black. So there's 14 million outlay. And then if we got in off the back of that, I know it's an if, like, but it improves your chances. Regardless, if we get into the Champions yeah. League off the back of that, that's 14 million really well spent. R- regardless of that person doesn't play a, another game for Liverpool again,
1: absolutely. But I mean, I, I think I mean I think we will qualify for the Champions League, and I think Klopp's looking at that. And as as John, uh, Johnny said, like the, the points we're on after the games we have, 17 to go, 10 at home, and you've got Europe kicking back in for a lot of the teams around us, Tottenham you know, their good runs coincided with the Europa League ending, Man United, their good runs coincided with the Europa League ending, um, you've got City are going to have to face Champions League games there as well, the only, the only team in and around us that doesn't have to worry about Europe kicking back in again is, uh, is Chelsea, of course, and you know, it's going to be difficult to catch them no matter what, but if you end the season on 88 points and finish second, you know, you, you can't really complain, I think, and I don't I personally don't think that the one extra sign and the one extra player now is really going to make that difference. Because if you're going to get the 88 points anyway, say, for example, or 86, it's still good enough to have won the league in many, many seasons, including last season, I think. So you're still, you've upped your points total. And if you've been beaten by a team that simply does have far more money than you and can't afford to do things like, I don't know, sign players, like uh, who is that Guy we were after for ages, and then they gazumped us at the last minute, and never played him, and sold him to Roma or Fiorentina. What was his name? Salah. Yeah, they can afford to go and do that, like mm. just just for badness. Essentially, you know, if if you're going to lose, Roman,
0: Roman's not as 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 quick with a checkbook anymore. You know, like Chelsea are under a profit at the minute. Um, you know, it's funny. I did a, I did a pod across in WFI yesterday, Neil, with uh, with Manu and, and the guys uh, from Russia. And, you know, I was sort of saying that whenever Abramovich came, John, you'll remember, we just thought it was like, there's a play toy, He'll Be there a few seasons and nothing to worry about. But Abramovich has turned this into a real working business that is turning a profit. If you look at what they have in, in you know, what they have loaned out and the potential and uh, of, of those, if they developed the potential, like he really has done a good job there. Um, and they, they just look too bloody strong. And it's really hard
1: to see where they drop their points now. Well, that's absolutely right, but I mean, at the same time, I think that's what um, FSG are are attempting to do. But from a from a I don't know a lower entry level. So don't, we say, don't spend don't spend a billion
0: to start with. They're exactly, they with,
1: they, <laughs> they don't have the necessarily the billions like like Abramovich did to just fuck in and invest or to run it obviously in a completely different kind of a way. But what what they they're trying to do is essentially make Liverpool s- sustainable and make it make have it making a profit and have it looking after itself. If I have a manager in there who can, who can essentially get behind that and and maximise the value of the assets that there are, because I mean that's what Abramovich is—he's an asset manager. He knows the value of things, and that's how he made his money in the first place. So it's not really a surprise that he's turned Chelsea into this kind of machine.
2: Do,
3: do you know what Dave? We're saying we were going to skim over transfers. This is going on. <laughs> this is going on. But but I'm going to. But I would quickly just add one thing in this like. Everybody's made valid points, and I totally get Neil's point around the opportunity. And I know Dave, you've made that point as well. But I think the interview with, with Pep Lenders was very, very telling as well when they talked about you know the academy and the first team, bridging that gap. You know, having days of the week where those lads trained with the first team, and Klopp wanting to be very clear with them that there's a there's a pathway into the first team, and obviously we've seen it with. With a wee lad uh, Trent Alexander at the at the weekend. But we we might not totally agree with, with it, but I think as well there's there's a certain point of he's he's looking at someone like Joe Gomez coming back. He looked he looked decent, it was only Plymouth, but he's he's looking at someone like him and thinking, I believe this guy's maybe gonna be a centre back at this club for ten years. Am I gonna buy someone and uh, and block his path into the team? And I'm just throwing it in there. Well, he doesn't have much. To,
0: like, he doesn't have much to learn off, John, at, at this present moment. And that would be my yeah. concern.
3: Yeah, and that's you know that's true. We we would upgrade our center halves in an instance. Everyone on this, you know, everyone on this pod w- would do that if it was down to us. But I think that's maybe a bigger factor in their long term thinking than than we might like it to be. That they're that's the way they're they're going. And any sign-ins are going to have a very definite. Long-term role and a and a plan within the within the team. But um, I think a,
2: a lot of our it's just another theory. Stem from central midfield, and I don't see anything in the youth system coming from the academy at the minute that's gonna come in and bump that up a bit. Unless unless I'm wrong, I don't. Center midfielder is definitely not so. Like we've got uh got Trent Alexander Arnold as you say, and we've got Joe Gomez, but. I don't see anything coming through in the middle of the park. I don't. I'm not really okay with the academy and stuff. But to me, there's well, nobody really harping Stuart, on about Stuart anybody.
1: Stewart, uh, for me is not 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 going to make it at first team level. He's. he's just I would doesn't, agree. Doesn't he's doesn't also like 40. But it, Ajari, <laughs> is Ajari is interesting. is interesting. Uh, he's you know he, he, I think he came from Arsenal. If I'm not mistaken, he did, yeah. did, he's a very he's a very Arsenal type type of player in there, like taking it. Always seems to have a bit of time. Always seems to be able to, you know, find a pass and seems pretty level headed. Obviously, very young, still got a lot of development to do. But I mean, I mean, going back to the to the centre back kind of point uh, and Joe Gomez and and the whole thing, we were talking about we would replace our centre backs, and I actually think you know Klopp will. I think he will definitely upgrade uh, on Lovren, and and probably on Clavin as well. Um, he, he, I think he signed Clavin as a definite backup, having you know, knowing the player, knowing the experience. He didn't cost very much, and I'm sure he's on a very low wage, um, in, comparatively speaking. And I think they will be upgraded. But you're absolutely right. The likes the likes of a Gomez is probably going to come in and and sooner rather than later, they're going to end up being being a first choice centre back at Liverpool. And you know, I think. That again sort of ties in with the if he is going to, if and when he is going to upgrade on the first team centre packs, he's going to want to get the right centre back He's going to want to get the one that, you know, that he really wants or the ones that he wants rather than perhaps what's not really on offer at the moment.
3: I would just make one point as well on the centre midfield, and that's I, I think as well we could do we one more in there. I'd definitely do someone like the hood or Paredes, Goretzka, their names have been thrown about, but. I think in Klopp's view of things, Lalana has nailed down a position in that midfield. And then alongside Lalana, you've got two positions. And when everyone's fit, it was fine because you had Henderson, you had Chan, and you had Wijnaldum. And it was basically, you know, you if you accept now that Lalana's fixture in the team uh, under Klopp. Um, Happily? It, yeah. You know, it was always two from them three. So it always, it sort of looked early on in the season before the injuries bit, like we did have options. Because, you know, Chief said there, you know, that we had these options in our team, that there's a core of 15. And I would say that's accurate. Because if you think when we had Firmino, when we had Manny and Coutinho, which is, I think that's our go-to front three. I think that's Klopp's go-to front three. Yeah. We, we then, as our backup on the bench, and this is why we were saying at that point, God, our bench looks really good, because you had Sturridge on the bench, you had Origi on the bench, you had two goal scorers there on the bench, two game changers, you had Emery Chan uh, on the bench. So again, you were saying... And Rage, power-
1: when he's... Yeah,
3: yeah. And yeah, and and then you were looking at, I suppose, you know, you were looking then, if you had Matt deep fit, you would you'd maybe like like Clavin or whatever, so the bench didn't look as weak. But obviously... And that's, you know, that's Nate's point where when the injuries bite a wee bit and we have been through a bit of a a, a spell where we've just lost a few key players, it's, it's obviously has exposed that that a bit. But I think, can, you know, you can see where Claps where thinking is. Um, but who knows? We'll, we'll probably get on to talk about how the next few months are or what we think are going to
0: happen after we talk about the game. Chief, just one for you before we we'll move on from this. and. You know, I know I know the hood is widely rumoured to be um Dortmund bound uh come the summer. Do you not think now is the time to hit it before you know get ahead of Dortmund? You know, traditionally German clubs don't do a lot of business in the so are in the in the January break to, to to head off that interest from Dortmund because from what I'm led to believe as well from the Bundesliga guys that you know Dortmund's sort of scouting book is basically nearly enough a carbon copy of ours, so surely. You know, with with that sort of path a little bit more clear in January, should that not be the time that we go for him? I wouldn't be averse to, to
1: go for the hood and bringing him in. I would, you know, for me, that would be a, a good move. It is an area that we we are a little light in. Plus, he is he's young as well. So, I mean, he's still got development to do and can't really necessarily command instantly a first-team place. So, you know, we've got time to work him in it's, Stuff there as well so I mean I, I wouldn't be against that. Having said that there's got to be a reason why we're not going for him uh, if, if we don't, you know what I mean if we were so heavily rumoured and so heavily linked you know, rumoured to have scouted him so heavily and so heavily linked with actually signing him in the summer that it would seem strange if he's available now and a deal hasn't actually already been done with Dortmund for the summer that we wouldn't be interested in going for him especially given the position we're in Especially given the style of uh, footballer that he actually is, and uh, the fact that he's probably probably as close to being up to speed uh, with a with a Klopp style of play, with uh, that kind of high intensity kind of kind of play than, than anybody you would look to sign in this window. So yeah, I mean, I would I would go for him, but then at the same time, you know, I know you sort of said it very tongue in cheek on your Klopp knows best, but you've got to think that you know. He knows, he knows more than us, and he must have his reasons for, for not going for him. The club must have their reasons for not going for him if they're not going to do it. Uh, having said that, you never know if that's the right decision or the wrong decision.
0: Right, before we leave this for dead, go and go around, yes or no, that's all I'm asking. Do we sign
1: anybody this window, Neil? So, um, do we sign anyone this window, yes or no? Probably not. Probably not. Well, I'll take that as a no.
2: <laughs> yeah, John, I'd like to.
1: I'd like to bring one, but probably, it probably won't happen. No, John,
0: for you, yes or no? No, I'm uh, Neil. No, we oh, know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a no as well. Um, sad, but 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 true. Listen, we will move on into the United game, and uh, uh, I don't know, guys, what your thoughts on this game was. It, it was funny for me. It just didn't feel like. A typical game against Manchester, even even the build-up into it, all I could focus on was, we need three points. We need three points. It wasn't even that it was United. It was just the three points were the most important thing in the in the build-up to this. And um, you know we we came so close to getting them as well. It, it was sort of a hard one to to walk away from in the end, But I suppose really, if you if you if you strip it all back, I suppose a draw was probably a, a fair result. Chief, go ahead with this and What
1: what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean it was a. Uh it was a battle-like, wasn't it? And it obviously meant, you know, for, for the first time in in, in, a, in I don't know, quite a few years, um, maybe not the first time, but yeah, certainly the last... There have been plenty of Liverpool-United matches in recent times that haven't lived up to their billing, as in the intensity hasn't been there. But for me, yeah, this was, this was a bit of a throwback. Like, this was a proper battle, and... um. You know, a, a bit of a derby in 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 the sense that it actually played out like a derby match, um, as opposed to, you know, to the two best teams in the country playing each other. Or whatever it was, really, a, a, you know, a, a fight. And I liked it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, you know, emotions are are pretty low when you get pegged back with with six seven minutes to go. Uh, obviously, there's the. Uh, there's the fact that the, the goal is offside even though only only just about offside but it is offside there's there's so, so many emotions that go through your mind so many what ifs you know if the ball just how does the ball stay in off off the post <laughs> how, how does it, um why does it hit it at just that angle and so on and so forth I mean you know it yourself but all in all, I thought Liverpool had the chances to win the game. I thought we had the chances to win the game at, at uh, 1-0, I thought we had them again to win the game at 1-1 and I take a bit of issue with, with um, something while Matt reported to have said that uh, if, if the game had been 5 minutes longer or 10 minutes longer, United would have won I, I see it as as the opposite, in fact, I thought there was really only one team in it after, or one team looking to win it. And Fergie's
0: retired, like you don't get that amount of time no more?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite anyway, so it wasn't. Was it? A, it wasn't. Wasn't the prettiest match I'll ever see. There wasn't. There wasn't masses of quality on show, but there were moments, and yeah, it really. It felt and it looked like, and it was obvious that it meant a lot to both sets of players, which is you know, which is good. It's nice to see, um, as I say, back to the intensity, and and yeah, you know, I, obviously he wanted the three points, but it's Man United. It's the way at Old Trafford. You're unlucky. Really, get pegged back. And um, you've got to really be happy with like, that. You're still five points clear of them. And for me, you know, Chelsea's the big one. You, you really want three points uh, at home against against Chelsea. And we said last week that if we got four points out of these two games, I'd be happy enough. So now we just need to go and, uh, of course, beat Swansea on the way, but then beat uh, beat Chelsea on the thirty first. And if we've done that, seven points from those three games, be happy enough.
0: Yeah, well, certainly it'll keep us in touch. There's no two ways about it, but it's, it's strange, you know, because you mentioned they're going to Old Trafford and everything. In, in normal circumstances, in a normal year, you're, you're right, it's, it's not a bad result going and getting that, John, but this time it just felt, for me, just personally, I, it was just three points or bust, and, and, and I just sort of felt that it was bust. I
3: think given how well Chelsea are playing, it did feel like it was one we, we needed to win. I think what it does do is it just puts extra... Puts extra onus on the on the home game with Chelsea, but um, yeah, I think we're all honest enough. We we know that the, the home game against Chelsea was a must win anyway. But the you know there's a big difference. I suppose Chelsea will look at it and go, there's a big difference in them coming away from Anfield if they do lose the game with a four point um, cushion or a two point lead, which is obviously you know uh, just what just one result. So I think that was the goal, wasn't it? Just to get within, keep it within. Th- Five and get them back at uh, at Anfield. Um, so it did. I mean it was the manner of it as well because United were, you know, Pogba, Maguirean had a couple of big chances in the in the in the first half. But the the longer it was going on, and I think this is where it was more frustrating was it, it really was starting to feel like they weren't going to score. You know, I thought United were very poor. Um, you know, there was a lot of huff and puff from them, and and, and they were you know, the crowd were trying to get behind them. But really, you know, if you take aside the first half on the set piece, which was a great save by Mignolet, the one that Ibrahimović had, and the, the Mikatarian one, there wasn't really, a, you know, I, I just don't really recall any other really big saves that he had to make. And it was just seeming more and more comfortable. I think the biggest frustration for me, Dave, was that we weren't, we just weren't, Quite as as sharp and fluent as we could have been, I think, earlier in There's the season. There's a personnel
0: thing, John. you know, we are missing some key players. You know, yeah, Coutinho came off the bench, but wasn't fit to start. Had he had he been fit to start, I think you might have been looking at it. He did make a difference.
3: A oh, massive difference, absolutely. There were just small things like, but there was a couple of times Firmino did brilliant in one balls in key areas, and we were sort of going at them three on two and two on one. And earlier in the season, we we were putting those away. We were just being that bit more clinical and. You know, if you look at the chances we had on the break, the one where it was almost continuous first touch, where he did a lovely we sort of reverse pass to Firmino. And I think Firmino was trying to almost do the, the Thierry Henry and put it in the far corner. And he just didn't, he didn't put it in the corner. He gave De Gea the, the, the save. And Wijnaldum as well had a couple. I just think there was, United were below par. And if we had been a bit more clinical, we would have got the second goal. And I think we could all agree if we had got the second, that would have been it would have been done and and, and dusted. So every time you go, I think every season that starts, Dave, if someone offers you a point at Old Trafford, given our record there, you would take it. But it did feel like a bit of um, an opportunity loss. Just the manner of the goal was annoying as well. I mean, it's a great header, by Ibrahimovic, I don't know how he does it, but it was offside. And if the linesman was just basically doing his job and standing where he should be, it would have been given offside. So that sticks in the, that sticks in the craw a wee bit. But you know, it is what it is. It's. I don't think it's bust. Um, I, I, I'm not. I know in Europe we're a wee bit different than that. And I'm an optimist than you probably, Dave. But I look at it now and think we've got to beat Swansea. We bare minimum keep the gap at at that seven points, and then we have to beat them at home. And then if we beat them at home, and we, and we can get it down to four points, given they have to play, they have to play Arsenal. They still have to go to Old Trafford and stuff like that. The, that it, that that it, there's still a chance of it there um, for me, but it was two points dropped.
0: No, indeed, and you know, yeah, I am sort of probably more pessimistic than you. So much so, I wear a, a tin foil hat and live in a tinfoil house when it comes to Liverpool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Neil, Devlin, you know, there was a lot made about uh, you know the, the hoof ball, basically uh, a lot of a lot of long balls in the game, which I think a lot of people weren't expecting. Um, you know, the Sky commentary team or the Sky um, studio were basically saying that Mourinho did what he needed to do to win. He's not afraid to mix it up and he's not afraid to play that that sort of hoofball brand of football to get what he wants. Um, they were very complimentary on it. But but we resorted to it quite. I think the, the stats showed was it 20% and 19% of, of it was only 1% different in long balls played. Um I suppose in these types of games you know, the, the form boot does go out the window it's it's, it's, a, it's a big game but that was the side of it that I sort of didn't expect to see maybe.
2: There's a difference between hoofball and playing a long pass. I think we're more in the line of we try to spread the play a bit more. It's not so much right I'm going to get this ball I'm going to hoof it up to the big lad up front because we don't really have a big lad anyway so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, in recent weeks I've noticed that our our whole attack seems to be going back to just crossing into the box, and I know this is a pain point for you as well. And we, we didn't do that, so that that was a that was a plus. Before the game, I said and was said in the WhatsApp group before the game that I didn't think we I thought we would lose two nil at least. I thought their tails were up and we were looking leggy. So I don't know how quite how to feel about the one one because it's more points than I thought, but in how the game went, it feels like a loss. And the fact that it was offside, as you say, we were saying just before this, like that's seven, seven offside goals in five Old Trafford matches now for United. <laughs> Is anybody going to ever look at that? It seems a bit crazy to me. And they're and they're the team that are always yapping about decisions going against them and stuff like yeah, that. You'd you know?
1: almost think there might be a bit of corruption going on. Like, I mean, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me. In football? Cor- corruption in like, football? I mean, N- Chief, seriously. I know, we thought that the whole. The whole uh, it was just Johnny Farner are, that vi- vi- gets up vi- to that. they like, are all
0: reformed characters now. No problem yeah, here,
1: nothing to say. Never any corruption in, in Britain. But, I mean, seven goals, absolutely. I mean, it's not seven offside goals.
2: That's crazy. They'd be in <laughs> the bottom that's half of the table if they hadn't scored them. That, that's how crazy it is. And then you look at things like Rojo should have been sent off two weeks in a row. Think sent off at all? Yeah, and for then, the they, same tackle, like for the same. Yeah, tackle. and they have the they have the audacity to claim that it wasn't a penalty either. It was ridiculous, and we were the ones trying to get Herrera sent off. Apparently, <laughs> what, what planet are they living on? I seen it, it on, not, on Friday. I really didn't. I mean, re, re, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I really, I really didn't get fucking carded for that. I mean, at least a yellow, if not if not a red.
2: In saying that. Was felt. There was a lot of talk about Oliver being bad. I didn't really think he was that bad and I don't really think it should be an excuse for the result either. We, we seem to have a lack of... It seemed to be going as the perfect, and ironically so, as the perfect Mourinho performance from us. We got our penalty, we got our chance, and then we just shut up shop, but we kind of forgot to then attack and break like we're supposed to do and we just invited pressure and invited pressure and in around 60-70 minutes it was... It was looking cagey for a wee while. And I think we we seem to have lost some of our attacking verve in the, last, in the last while. And I was saying this to you guys. it's The performances have been dropping. And now even our league position is dropping. And that's worrying me. I'm just worried. I hope it's a blip. I just I hope it's a blip. And it's not that we, we are spent already. And that kind of comes back to the whole transfer squad depth thing. Again, I don't want to bring it all up. But I just hope that we can find a way to get that attacking threat back. Because... I can't remember us being overly attacking or great going forward since about the Watford game, and that's a real worry for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's,
1: a, I think it's a, a man. I think it's going to make a big difference coming back. Coutinho is going to make a big difference coming back. But I hear, oh, he ever say.
0: come back, Chief? What, what, what's the deal there? Well, well f- I, I, was how long? Today,
1: I was reading today that uh, he, they're just going to play him. That Liverpool are just going to risk playing him. They said that basically they they've looked at it and and they don't um, they don't feel that FIFA would be within their remit to to punish them. Um, there's a similar situation going on with your man at West Brom, but it looks like um, it looks like Liverpool are, are certainly thinking about playing him against Plymouth tomorrow. And I don't don't really know how it works for the Premier League, but I'm pretty sure FIFA doesn't really have jurisdiction over the Premier League, so I don't know if they can. Um,
2: yeah, I was reading the up dark on it. points
1: or whatever they're they're threatening to do, like so.
2: I was kind of doing. Okay, Go ahead. And I, I, I'm confused how this
0: actually came about. Maybe somebody can enlighten me because, you know, as far as I was concerned, from the minute that Joel Matip arrived uh, in the summer, to he the was camera. very, very clear and very, very concise about I'm I'm not going. So why did it take? You know, basically the Afcon uh, championship has started. Why did it take all this time for FIFA to respond to it? Why, why are we, we only learn it's about Cameron. this
2: now? It's Cameroon. have uh, Cameroon included him in the 35 and then didn't take him to the actual tournament. So then Liverpool thought that it was fine. It wasn't called up. It was grand. But then uh, when we decided we were going to play Matup, Cameroon basically sent a, an objection to FIFA and said, no, he shouldn't be playing. And that's what's confused it. But you're right. Is there any, like, this stuff seems to follow Liverpool around like a bad smell. It's like drama all the time. Is there another club? That's always that us. That has this Like, the whole Sacco shit last year, that would never happen to another club. And now this shit, it's somebody's dropping the ball somewhere, mind the metaphor. But we, we have a legal team for this exact purpose. Like, and it, you know, it kind of just smacks of, we've got choir boys on the pitch, and I just worry we've got choir boys in the boardroom too. Is it just that we're, oh, we don't really want to risk it. We don't want to risk getting a fine. Because I, I was reading, I was saying to the I was reading up on it. I don't think they can duck up points or exclude us from competitions that FIFA don't actually own or have jurisdiction in. I think it's just fines. And sure, what's it going to be? 10 grand or something like that? Just stick, yeah, stick a penny. Like, what difference does it make sure? Look at England going and wearing <laughs> the poppies and stuff that they can give a fuck. So. If you challenge people, like, what is, what's really going to happen?
0: Well, we, we, we might not be able to play in
1: the, the World Club Championship. Like, we'd never qualify for
2: that. Yeah, well, I
1: think I think Matty is, is a big, big miss. And I think it all ties in with what Neil was saying about the attacking verb and so on. Yeah, we're trying to play quite a high line still with uh, with Lovren and Clavin. But, uh, but the fact of the matter is, not only do you have Lovren and Clavin there, who prefer generally to defend a bit deeper, certainly Clavin does, uh, you've got Mignonet behind. Behind him, who's behind them, whose who's starting position is much deeper than Carius is generally. So essentially, you're, you're playing further back than the pitch, which means the pitch is longer. So you're not really able to zip the ball about as much and play those short uh, passing and interplays and b- break beyond that kind of way. And the whole thing suffers in a way. And I mean, of course, we've missed Coutinho and Firmino's gone out to the left. and that that's had a knock-on effect and so on. But it all ties in with Matip as well. And we've had, now, so that's three prongs, essentially, of of your attacking play. Because you start from a much higher position when, when Matip's playing. Because he's much quicker and much more dominant. And he likes to carry the ball as well. Plus, you get him breaking. I mean, the number of times you've, you've seen him in the box. I mean, there was a statistic earlier in the season that he'd had more touches in the opponent's box than Coutinho at, at a certain point the, of the season. You're sort of losing that. Then you've, you know, you've lost Firmino from from the centre four position up until this game, and of course Coutinho is only just coming back. So Mane i uh, as well. now for the last couple of games. So, so I mean, it's not a bit of wonder that we're not attacking with the same kind of zip.
2: I was personally disappointed that Caris didn't start. Minulay did really well to his credit. In hindsight, did very very well. But I kind of thought it was kind of a bit double standards by Klopp because Lacaros seemed to have one bad game and got dropped, and then came in and then had a superb game against Southampton. And then I just kind of think if you want to be fair, then surely you got to reinstate him. And what do we have to kind of wait around to manipulate throws the ball in the net before we see Karras again? Because that's not really constructive either. Yeah,
1: it well, it's a difficult one. He made it difficult sort of by by taking him out in the first yeah. place. His re-entry was always going to be difficult. But I think Carrius is, is nailed on a play against Plymouth and against Southampton in the cup. And then I don't know. It'll be up to Klopp how he decides to reintegrate him. I, I don't think he's going to wait for a clanger. Uh, I don't really know whether he—he just decide to leave him as the the cup goalkeeper this year, and then sort of really, you know, just say, right, you're, you're my number one from the summer, or, or how it's going to work. It's quite
2: difficult, man. Credit to Minulay well, that he stepped up his game. I, it has to be said. Like he's coming out. Oh no! Uh, ball absolutely, Neil. Nah.
0: He he was my man of the match.
2: Yeah. That's just because you don't like Lovren, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing,
0: nothing oh I, careful! hi,
2: gets, gets his tip for
1: from one of the match. As John said before the the um, the pod lag. Like, obviously, people just don't watch Lovren when he doesn't have the ball or when he's not on the ball because Jesus Christ, God knows where he's going. Um, but yeah, I thought Minion was brilliant. There were a couple of great saves, the, the one from Ibrahimovic, and then the. The one-on-one as well. He saves with his left hand. That's that's fucking brilliant as well. And there he really did play well. No, absolutely.
0: He did. And you know, I I very much in the put Carrius in and keep him there. But I I really think Mingle had a great game. John, just to close out on this one, um, when Aldom missed a couple of really good chances and Firmino sort of blazed one as well. there was opportunities, good opportunities there for us. Um, when Aldom was very wasteful.
3: Yeah. he... he- he didn't do well in that final third. them a real, he's a divisive sort of one, isn't he? At the minute there's there's people that'll say, I just don't see what he's freaking doing. <laughs> and then there's others that are saying, "No, oh, look what he does. And I actually think he, he had a decent game and that he kept the, what I like about Wijnaldum is he's, he's a very intelligent footballer. He keeps the ball well. He keeps the ball moving. There's no doubt. He's not as prominent. He's not as prominent. He doesn't seem to be on the ball as much as when when Henderson plays because he's running about everywhere. And Lalana's obviously, um, you know, uh, scoring scoring lots of goals and stuff. Um, and, but he's but he was a bit. He was a bit wasteful. Um, and and that was that was something actually on the. I think in terms of the, the game itself, a couple of the sort of narratives, and, and you said mentioned them, pissed me off a wee bit after the game, because there was a narrative around Mata saying about, you know, the game had gone on longer, and there was this sort of feeling like, you know, United were really dominant, and they weren't. Um, people were trying to compare the way the game, the way we set up to the game at Anfield uh, when United, the way United set up. And that was an that's just absolute joke. Um, that night, I think United it, it was something like it was something ridiculous, like five or six touches in our box the whole game. Um, and again at the weekend, we had more touches um, in their penalty area than they had in ours. So this whole notion that it was some kind of siege is just harsh shit. Um And we had more shots, uh, we had more efforts on goal, we had more efforts on target. I think there were signs that We're starting to get a bit of the fluidity back. Um, we now wasted a couple. We had, we had a couple of chances, but I think you know, and Chiefs touched on it there. That fluidity—it was no coincidence that they basically from the twenty seconds that Coutinho uh, came onto the pitch, we immediately looked a real threat, uh, and we immediately looked like we could cut them open. And we had chances right at the death. With you know, you just like a bit more conviction, but yeah. He, he was a bit wasteful, Dave. Um, but I think that applies to a few of them. Uh, and by the way, I think the Coutinho for Origi swap was a real clever one. I was watching it on TV, and Gary Neville was making some point around, oh, I don't see why he's taking Origi off. He's a runner. They need a runner. And I was, it was kind of obvious there why Neville was giving the ball greatest. away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was very obvious to me that that's maybe a problem. Gary Neville couldn't see that. What was he doing managing a team at a big club in Spain? It was freaking totally obvious that getting continuing on the pitch just settled everything down. And all of a sudden, we kept the ball and we made chances. But, yeah, when when, when Alden, he was a wee bit away. So he still hasn't scored away from home, which is a bit of a concern. And it's something he needs to do sooner rather than later. Because you know, the, likely, the longer they go on.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. true. But do you think he felt the pressure? A bit? I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, his first his first, you know, my uh, Liverpool-Man United game. Uh, he probably well, played, maybe what, what, played. What right pressure? Right 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 the there, season, their their but crowd only
0: woke up after eighty-seven minutes.
1: For Christ's sake! Yeah, yeah, this is true. It was it was quiet enough at times. But no, they, uh, they, but yeah, they, I mean, they,
2: he, they were singing, singing away at seventy to... minutes with their disgusting chants. Uh, uh, yeah because I they opened the singing sure.
0: section on 70 minutes
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah when almy tries to he tries to put everything into that header and just sort of gets his timing wrong doesn't he he, he sort of he's he's going for that that banging one in the top corner really he tries to put everything in it and kind of misses it and then right at the end he, he kind of snatches at that one and it doesn't get any any real purchase on it but he's in the positions he's making those those late runs they be the the spare man so yeah, it'd be nice to see him get his, his first away goal. But I, I'm in the genie camp. Like, I mean, I like him. I think we play a lot quicker through midfield when when he's there. Um, obviously, there's a there's a perfect blend there. you know, if, if you can get it just right. But yeah, I, I have to say, appreciate his uh, his uh, contribution. Right.
0: We'll move on to 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 the cups here and. I'm curious to get your opinions on, on what we expect tomorrow. I take it uh, we're expecting to see the kids again. I would like to see the kids get a run. Um, you know, obviously, with these games are starting to pile up with Chelsea at the end of the month, with a must win against uh, Swansea as well the weekend. Uh, sandwich in between that, then with the second leg, again, a must win game. Um, surely it's the kids this time, uh, John?
3: Yeah, I think it'll be largely the kids, but I would, the FA Cup, you know. We'll wanna progress on it. And it's a tricky one now because it'll be, you know, you don't want a team of kids going to go down away in a small tight ground like that where they're gonna be well up for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be live. Yeah, yeah, it will be. And there'll be a lot of um there'll be a lot of long balls from Plymouth as well. They'll be taking a leaf out of United's book, I'm sure. Um, and they'll and they'll be playing direct. and um, I think an opportunity, you know, you wanna see, you know, you have no concerns with somebody like like Trent at right back. You'd wanna see Gomez. Again, uh, but I think you know the smart thing to do will be to. And he, he sort of done it in the first game, as he put that bit of experience through the team. I'd be surprised. I, I think, given the time uh, Henderson's had, he might see it as an opportunity to just keep him in the side and get let him get some minutes under his belt. Or yeah. Chan, he might he might leave Chan in there. Chan played in the first game, but I think where it was clear, and I know when we were speaking about it and we're tweeting about it you know, the, the kids didn't have enough, you know, you've got, they were just maybe a wee bit lightweight and Ojo was on back. So if it was me, I would actually go with um Sturridge and Origi. I would, I would go with the two of them. I would play, you know, your big guns up front and then you can have the likes of Ajaria and, you know, maybe give Ojo a run out and, um, you know, you can give some other uh, of, of, the, of the youngsters a run out in midfield. But I, I would, I would go out with with a strong-ish team, play maybe four or five of the seniors just to make sure we get through it and don't get
1: embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, I I can see... I can definitely see Sturridge starting. I think he's nailed on to start. And I think... I think Chan might get a rest because he's basically he's played the last five in a row, I think. Um, yeah. And you, you've got... Um, you've got Hendo there, as you mentioned. He's had some time out. Milana had some time out as well. I wouldn't be surprised if, if both of them played... Uh, Sturge will play and uh, obviously Karius will, will come in, so um, a bit of experience there. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, John. I think we'll go uh, that sprinkling of experience, but enough to try and, and win it and to try and get the, the early goal and, and, and maybe put it to bed. Because, as you rightly say, the last thing you want to do is go, go down and then try to have to bring on the big, big guns and, and try and pull it back around. It's always much more difficult in, in that situation. And I, although it is by nature of, of when it's begun, the FA Cup, you know when it starts, um, it's it probably become the least important trophy, I would say, in in, in our um, sights that this season. What would has been in the semi final of the League Cup, and obviously desperate to win the league and put a real challenge in there. I'd say the FA Cup is by yeah by virtue of, of the time frame and so on, the the least important. So, but at the same time, could, could it
0: even be classed, Neil,
1: as a headache we could do well without at the minute? Well, this particular game is, and and probably the first game was. But I mean, if you look kind of further down the line, if if you say the League Cup is wrapped up by February, and uh, or mid-February, something like that, and you've got then only league games in the FA Cup until the end of the season, and what have you got? Maybe from February onwards, you've got maybe three rounds, four rounds of the FA Cup left. So at that stage, it's not at that stage. You fucking you'd love to be in it, and you'd want to be in it, even if you have already won the league cup. You you know bear in mind, of course, that we may not even make the final, so I don't want to tempt it. But um, but yeah, at this point, it, it is a headache you could do without. But as I say later on, you, you probably want it, so he'll want to win, uh, no matter what. The narrative around Liverpool hasn't been particularly positive the last little while. You know, we haven't we haven't won a game in the last four. Um, even though we had a, a pretty good performance against United the other day, if we get dumped out of the FA Cup away at Plymouth, you know that's a no, that's no win in five, and and out of the FA Cup to Minnows and so on and so forth. And Klopp's big on momentum and rhythm and all of that, and he's not going to want that. He's not going to want that spanner in the works. So yeah, I think Johnny's right. We'll go semi strong, I suppose, uh, but plenty of the kids will will still get their game, and hopefully we'll just go there and, and win
0: other Neil for you um you know obviously we saw um young trent alexander arnold um come in for his first full game for his first full debut at old trafford and i thought you know i know it's harking back to this but i've left it for here because we we're going to talk about the kids i thought he did rather well for it for a debutant, and uh surely experiences like that whenever he's thrown a game like plymouth here can only be a good thing for him
2: yeah exactly uh because it's going to be bouncing tomorrow in that Plymouth ground, so it's going to be hostile and it doesn't get much more hostile than Old Trafford, so it's a good litmus test, I suppose. Just, just one thing about his debut, I thought he was, I thought he was great, uh, I thought he did very well in circumstances and all that, but there's people on Twitter talking about him being world class and stuff like this. For me, That's Marshall. Twitter. Had, just yeah, Twitter,
0: don't worry. <laughs> I know.
2: But Mar- I think Marshall had the better of him. Pure, purely because Marshall's more experienced, and he's just Marshall's verging on a world class player. Like he's great. I he he kind of had him on toast until Jose first, came off. Yeah, I, th- I think well,
1: first first sort of 10, 15 minutes anyway. I think Marshall sort of roasted him because because yeah. of the sort of formation switch, uh, the full-backs didn't really have that much protection in front of them, and yeah, he, he got roasted in the sort of first fifteen minutes there was or couple, so. But a couple of a times into the game, but yeah. I'll,
2: yeah, it, but, it was but a promising it's,
1: debut, definitely. But yeah, by no means but away.
2: this is what we do to players and I hope we don't do it to him. It's we go over the top at the start and we think he's the next whatever. And then it's too much pressure for them. We want them
0: to be. We we just
2: can can we just say, yeah, great debut and just motor on go ahead with it. Don't don't say anything that can be then thrown back at you later on. It's probably the way to go about it. But yeah, he was great. I thought I thought he was great, and that it probably set him up really well for this, and he should definitely be starting. I'm not sure what's wrong with Klein. Is it just a knock? Or yeah, I was going to say,
1: do we ha- do we have any word? Was it an illness or was it an injury or?
2: No idea. But this is my worry about Klein was that we were always one one injury away from sort of a disaster at right, at right back. But credit to the young lad, he seems to be a suitable a suitable replacement. Uh, in terms of the match, uh, I don't, I don't know how much I would play the first team purely because do you know what it is? It's just injuries. Because if you go there, there, it's the unwritten rule of football. Like lower league teams get away with whatever they want to, and that's just the way it happens. And I wouldn't want something to happen to our first team players purely because of this it's cup that I don't think we're going to win anyway. It's the wrong time of the season for us. I wouldn't mind if we just play the kids, just all the kids. Doesn't matter. Maybe have Chan in there or Henderson, but other than that, I wouldn't risk Coutinho. I don't think, and I don't think I would risk Firmino either. No, me neither. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And I think Firmino.
0: You, you you wouldn't be keen on seeing Coutinho even for a for a half hour at the end if uh, you know if things are going well. It's just getting them. The, you getting them the minutes. You know what I mean, and then and start him for uh, the game uh, against Swansea. Because I think that that's going to be the big... you know, Getting him back and integrated a, g- a full game, maybe under his belt, or a good 75 minutes under his belt against Swansea. I just, I just don't want him
2: to so get injured. he usually gets up to speed pretty quickly. But just when you mention Swansea, and I don't know how you guys will feel about it, but with Manny being gone, surely Ojo should be somebody that we're looking at to sort of come in and fill that void. I don't mean starting or anything, but if you want to go down that route, the, the system that we had... In terms of pace and everything we had at the start of the season, Ojo would fit that perfectly. And if Ojo, if yeah. you believe in Ojo the way that everyone's talking about Ojo, no better time. He should surely yeah. be that man he's on it. on. I think last
1: season he definitely would have. I just wonder has the injury sort of set him back a bit because he wasn't he wasn't in the he wasn't in the squad was he? He wasn't on the, even on the bench the other night against yeah. United, sure he wasn't.
2: It's the windies. When does he get minutes? Sure. And this is the time of the year, surely. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure he'd start. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a front three probably
1: tomorrow night of of uh, or it'll be tonight when this goes out. I'm sure. Sturridge, in the, Sturridge uh Woodburn and um, and Ojo. I would imagine. But I play in Swansea
2: there. I play to some degree at Swansea because Swansea are complete gash like they're crap. So I think that like, means
0: they're dangerous. Neil, do you not know no, where Liverpool?
2: <laughs> Well, exactly. But throw him in there, no fear against a team like Swansea and that pace. I, th- I just think that we, if we want to start moving with this, you're saying that Klopp wants to bring through people, we don't want people to stand in their way. This is the exact opportunity now. Manny is away, nobody's standing in his way. So play Ojo then, that this is the time. Uh, that's the, the yeah, well, we, sort we'll of Yeah. Well, he'll definitely play against Plymouth, but. I just yeah. think that in terms of the league, we should be starting to play play these players if these are the players that we want to not buy players for. You know what I mean? Sort of use them then. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and like I said, I think if if Ojo hadn't had the injury, if he'd just his progression had just been uh, you know a, a straight line or you know an upward curve, and mm. he'd he'd been around the squad the whole season and and had more minutes, I think he definitely would be around the first team. You know. Regularly by now, you know, coming on last twenty or even starting the odd game here and there as well, because he was last season, wasn't he? But um, he just didn't look quite, and it's totally understandable because he's been out for quite a long time. But he just didn't look quite, a, quite uh, as as confident, quite as potent against um, against Plymouth. He had that chance that he had the header, which he probably should have scored. And he kind of yeah he had moments here and there, but he, he didn't really stamp his authority on the game in in any kind of way. He didn't really stand out amongst the kids. Whereas obviously the previous season he had done he'd done some some uh, some pretty special things. We came on and set a set up a couple of goals and stuff, and yeah, just so looked, kind of, you know
2: he seems to be able to cross the ball. And if we want to go to yeah, that yeah, route, absolutely. that's maybe the way to do it. The other thing as well, uh, Moreno, It says a lot that Milner wasn't moved cross to right back. And Moreno brought in at the weekend, I thought. And I don't think a lot of well,
0: people... Sure we're, are... gambling, we're gambling with uh, Milner already. Don't, don't, don't move it. I, I, that would be my view. I think he did
1: exactly the right thing. Now, I think know, he, he did Milner the right thing, but it says a of, lot
2: for me where, of where Moreno's standing is in the squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it says a bit. Um, I mean, I mean there's, there's a couple of ways of looking at it, but neither of them really but what, what does it say uh, about like Alexander-Arnold? It yeah. says that he's well, capable, yeah, which, exactly, which is really yeah, hard, it, I like. It, but it actually says that Klopp Rates or would back Trent to come in and play at right back more than than, than doing the, the other and, and playing Moreno at left back and Milner at right back. So there are two ways of looking at it, aren't there? Either that he thinks Moreno's, yeah, just just not not really got a future, or, or as Dave said, that uh, uh, doesn't want to really kind of tw- uh, push his luck with Milner by swapping him to the right. Either way, Moreno doesn't get a game. <laughs> no.
0: Well, there's not too many tears over that one, John. Bring you in on this one just to, to, to finish it out. Uh, your thoughts on what the guys are saying there? I can see, I can see more of the,
3: the. I think the point of Marino was very, that's very apt. I mean, he's he's clearly well, well down that uh, that pecking order, um, as in the, you know, the the guys getting getting minutes to whatever. Yeah, I mean. I I know I said right at the start when the when the cups were sort of coming around that I think, you know, the the FA Cup is a bit of a distraction. I think we don't really have the, I don't think we really have the the squad to be going full full tilt. Um, but we do need a trophy, and if we can get past Southampton, we're going to have the probably the small matter of United uh, at Wembley. we had a chance to you know with a chance to do that, um. But I think. All all things considered, I think it's the the momentum piece, and I think that's where Chief's right. You know, let's just get the get get the players on and 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 get through this this tie. But for me, it's all about Swansea, it's all about Chelsea, and it's all about those next sort of Arsenal, Leicester, Spurs, those those home games that are coming up. There's 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 some players in the periphery who've just sort of come back from injuries and stuff, and. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's just a gamble, isn't it? You, you know, part of you wants to maybe throw them in, but if any of those players get a knock in a game like this, um, given you know the what what's at stake in the league, it would feel really really daft um, to be losing a, some some of our our, our our key players. That would be my take on it as well. No, that yeah, was I an just,
0: interesting. Sorry, sorry, I need to go.
1: I just I just hope that, and I think that it could well be the case. I just think that. I hope the Sturge will, will be enough. I'm pretty sure he'll start. I mean, again, he was an unused substitute against United, so he's, he's fresh. Um, he's given that interview saying that, obviously, he wants to play. And, you know, Klopp will, will use him because it's a game in which he, let's face it, Sturge isn't first choice, and it's a game in which Klopp won't want to use his, his first choice front three. So the quality the Sturge has, particularly against a, a, a team like Plymouth, no disrespect to them, but obviously they don't have top quality defenders. They're, they're the speed of Sturge's is feet in the box and so on. Like it's penalties waiting to happen. It's it's shifting it and smashing it and you can just see it's maybe eking out of or playing out a fairly comfortable two no win or something like that if we can get, get an early go. And I think Sturge's quality may just do that for us. Um and I'm hoping that it does.
0: Well, it would, it would be very, very welcome, I would say. And and I, I do hope Story starts because what we lacked in that... You know, because we dominated that that home game. Like, we totally and utterly dominated. All that was missing was the goal from it. And you would hope, but, you, you know, given the, the lesser opposition, that Daniel Sturge would cause them an awful lot more problems than, yeah. than, than what we saw. And, you know, West, look, if we went out, I wouldn't be completely broken-hearted about it. But, you know, a cup's a cup. A competition's a competition. And it's one of those ones... It's a cash twenty-two. I don't really care about it, but as you rightly said, in a couple of months' time, I may care immensely about it. But it's just the way I'm so fixated on this league. I'm so fixated on you know the opportunity that that appears to be there for us, and just. That we just seem to conspire against ourselves. But listen, that, that, it's just another story. We'll, we'll leave it there for now because we're just about up with time. Before we go, lads, just run round the tail with our plugs and mentions. Uh, Chief, yourself, just for the crack, have you written anything? Are you likely to write anything or just you just going to
1: tell us you are? I haven't written anything. I may write <laughs> something, but you never know. I'm not going to promise anything. Uh, and at the moment, um, I'm on no other pods. Um, so, yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at Nadel1980 if you want. Um, I'll hopefully be back in the game with uh, with another pod or two soon enough, uh, as soon as I can shake this cold. That's cool. Um, I was kind of miss Dave Dunning here. He's been on so many
0: recently, and he normally gives us a, a really weird plug. So we're going to miss that tonight. John, yourself, what would you like the plug work? We'll find you, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera?
3: Well, Dave, I will just continue to plug the, the World Football Index pods that you guys put out because there's there's loads of great uh, content on there. Especially if you want to broaden your horizon sort of knowledge of uh, the bigger world of football and I, I have to say as well give give umara's match report a wee uh, review as well give that a wee read that's some on, on twitter she's been doing a few of them uh recently and i as always i'm on twitter on at Tubin Lab. and um, if anyone wants to come on and just there's a lot of trump and brexit stuff on there now some very conscious so I'm going to have to dial that down a bit and get back to football, but
0: that's all for me. Well, you just leave that stuff alone. That stuff works out by itself, John. You can't influence it. That's the terrible part, but it's has like Liverpool. <laughs> you can't fucking influence it. But I, I agree totally. Uh, Holmes is doing those match reports out in Cop Left. They're very, very good. Great reads. Get, check them out if you haven't. And Mr. Devlin, yourself, anything you want to plug, work will Find You, well, you'll, you'll not plug yourself. You'll advise people not to follow you, so far. off
2: No, if you want any economic advice, I'm the economic branch of uh, Johnny's Brexit negotiations. I'll I'll tell you all about how uh, currency affects the value of things. (laughs) And you can come on and you can... Like a house. Yes, like a house. (laughs) And you can come on and tell me that uh, unless you're on a holiday in Marbella, it doesn't matter. So if we all go to Blackpool, Brexit won't matter, lads, because outside of Britain, it doesn't matter. Things are fine. (laughs) If we just stay in our wee bubble, we'll all be
1: quiet. What do you mean outside of Britain? There is no outside
2: of Britain. That, so I hope you, you don't even exist. You're out in the ether over there somewhere. The bubble. The, the bubble. <laughs> so if, if we all go to Skagnes or whatever, our pound will just go as far as we want it to go. And it doesn't, it doesn't affect any of the value of any of the items because all of the items that we buy internally are, of course, from Britain. Of course. So I'll be, your, I'll be your economic guide on, on Twitter. If you want any of that, you can come and you can follow me at Purple uh, Man. And you can come on you can discuss whether Klopp's the messiah as well. That's that's a good, good topic to have as well. Because apparently you can't say that on Twitter, that Klopp is not the messiah and Klopp doesn't know everything. Is that right, Dave?
0: But he, kn- <laughs> but he knows best. He that's knows that's all it. you need to know, Neil, uh, is Klopp knows best.
1: But on he's that not the messiah. Things, he's a very he's naughty a very... boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, good old Monty oh, well, I think that, I think at that point we'll leave it Before it gets way out of hand Because we could go on over in our two or three hours Listen guys, for myself, John's already done it World football index If you haven't already checked us out, try us out We have Bundesliga, we have uh, Russian leagues We have 11 pieces of me We have pod coming with South America there Every, Everything you could possibly need uh, There'll be something there to interest you If you haven't really checked us out, do Uh, other than that hopefully we'll be back again uh, this time next to review the Swansea game hopefully with three points in the bag uh, I would very much hope but until then just leave me to say thank you for listening thank you to guys for their time appreciate it as always and until the next one goodbye